Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. So this is how it all got started. John Staupitz, known to a young monk named Martin Luther as doctor, he told Luther, I want you to become a preacher, and I want you to be a regular professor at the university. Therefore, you must study for the Doctor of Theology degree. And Staupitz's words frightened Luther. He tried to get out of the assignment. Dr. Staupitz, he argued, I'm not the man for this. I'm too young. My body isn't strong enough to do the work. What you're doing is taking away my life. I won't be able to stand the strain for even three months. Now, Dr. Staupitz knew that Luther was frightened. He also knew that what Luther said was not really true. So with a smile, he answered, Martin, don't you know that the Lord has many important things to do? He's going to need good workers. Even if you should die... You can be his helper in heaven. And so it began. Luther reluctantly submitted to his pastor's wishes. He began preaching and studying the Bible, something he did not feel fit to do. And in fact, by October 1512, Luther had passed all the tests for a doctor of theology degree. A few days later, Staupitz saw the last of his instructions to Luther fulfilled. On October 22nd, Luther began a time of service as professor of the Bible at the university in Wittenberg. A time when this university became the most talked about university in all of Europe. Why was it talked about? Well, as Martin Luther began to teach the Bible for the first time in his life, he began to really learn what the Bible actually taught. And this changed everything. Jesus said in our gospel today, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Martin Luther was learning the truth of Christ in the pages of Holy Scripture. And as a result, for the first time in his life, he was truly becoming a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus was setting him free. Free from the bondage of his sin. Free from the bondage of myths that the church had been teaching Freedom to love his neighbor as himself. And freedom to know the God who truly loved him. Martin learned the love that God had displayed for him on the cross of Christ. And this love that Jesus had shown to Luther, it would eventually change the whole world. One day in 1514, Luther was studying the letter to the Romans. This is still three years before the Reformation began. 
Luther was studying the letter to the Romans, and as usual, he was in his private office, a room on the second floor of a tower attached to a monastery. And as he worked his way through the first chapter, he came to verses 16 and 17. I am not ashamed of the gospel, because the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. Just as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. This righteousness that comes from God is not what the church had been teaching. They taught that righteousness came from trips to see holy relics. Righteousness came from paying the church to say a mass for your dead relative. Righteousness came from paying the church to give you forgiveness of sins in the form of pieces of paper called indulgences. But Luther was learning that the scriptures didn't talk about these things. They taught none of the churches they taught none of the church's false teachings at the time. No, he was reading that righteousness was actually a free gift from God that was given through Jesus Christ. Luther had just had what was called later by historians as his great tower experience. He had finally found the answer to the question that had been torturing him for so long. How can I, a wretched sinner, be sure that my sins are forgiven? How can I know that God loves me? Now at last, he could escape the fears that had first driven him into the monastery almost ten years earlier. You know, he went to the monastery not because he wanted to do a good work, but because he wanted to stop an angry God from being angry with him. I'll just do what you want if you don't punish me. That's what led him to the monastery. Luther began to teach that salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And people were starting to pay attention. But the more he preached, the louder the devil shouted. Through the institution known as the church, the devil was trying to divert the lost world's eyes away from Jesus. Indulgences began being sold at record-breaking quips. The reason that they were sold was so that the Pope at the time could build St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. That's still here today, over 500 years later. The church was stealing people's money and giving them pieces of paper that mean absolutely nothing in the eyes of God. I'm not making this up. This is historical stuff. And all this interest in relics and indulgences, it bothered Luther. As a pastor of St. Mary's Church, he was responsible for the people's spiritual welfare. And they were coming to him and talking to him about these things. 
And already in 1516, Martin Luther had preached three sermons warning the people not to put too much trust in these indulgences. He wasn't yet fully ready to make a stand. But he was warning them, don't put your trust there. True inner sorrow and repentance for sin is much more important than buying indulgences, he said. Then in February 1517, he preached a long, strong sermon against Tetzel. He was the most famous preacher of the time. He preached against Tetzel and his methods. But this and other warnings had very little effect on the people, maybe just the people in his own congregation. Something must be done, Luther thought. And following the custom of his day, he decided to bring these matters to the attention of the church officials by inviting his fellow professors to a debate. He therefore put his thoughts in writing, just the things that were bothering him. When he had finished, he had written down 95 theses or ideas. Really, many of them were like questions. In them, he objected to using indulgence money to build a great church in Rome and to the Pope's claim that he had power over the souls of purgatory. One such question asked, if the, pow- if the Pope has power to spring souls from purgatory, then why doesn't he just spring them all out of purgatory over Christian love? Interesting question. Luther still wasn't sure if there was a purgatory at all or not. And we now say there is not. There is no evidence in Scripture. And then, on October 31st, 1517, 501 years ago, the day before All Saints Day, he took a finished copy and walked from his room to the north door at the castle church. Here he took the paper, and with a few hammer blows, he nailed them to the church door. This little action would change the entire Western world. The world that you know today, the freedom that you have to read God's Word on your own, the freedom that you have to meet in this church, and hear the unfiltered gospel preached, it all came from this little action on October 31st, 1517. And this action was only made possible because Dr. Staupitz sent a young troubled man named Martin Luther to study his Bible. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You know, Martin Luther would later say, I did nothing. God's word did everything. Not only did the truth of God's word set Martin Luther free, it set the church free. Once again, the entire world can hear the good news that Jesus died for her sins. 
Once again, the entire world can hear that now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the works of the law. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, none whatsoever. All have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And they are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I I love that. It says, so what becomes of our boasting? We can't boast. It's all Jesus' work for you. We are justified by His grace as a gift. Now when Staupitz turned Luther toward the scriptures, he had no idea what would happen. And neither did Martin Luther. But as Martin Luther got to know Jesus in those scriptures, he was changed. And in turn, God used him to change the world around him. Because of the freedom that you have in Jesus... I want to encourage you to do something. I want to encourage you to study God's word. You may not understand it. I bid you to pray for wisdom. This is a freedom that you have that not all Christians at all times have had. But it is a freedom that you have. You can see God's word in the pages of Holy Scripture. You can hear his word proclaimed to you from this pulpit. and You can taste the word in, with, and under the bread and wine. You have been washed by his word in the waters of holy baptism. And if you have not, I would love to talk to you about it. Take advantage of all the freedoms that you have. For what Jesus said to the Jews who once believed in him, he says to you, if you, if you abide, you plural, but also you singular, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And you never know how his world could how his word could change your life and you never know how he could use his word to change the world through you and now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you amen